0: The content here is for informational purposes only, should not be taken as legal, business, tax, or investment advice, or be used to evaluate any investment or security, and is not directed at any investors or potential investors in any A16Z fund. For more details, please see A16Z.com disclosures.
1: We're going to get into all things category creation. So, you know, one of the reasons... ...that I thought it would be good to have the two of you is like, you know, Steve has a very long view um, from, you know, like, honestly, like the creation of networking um, up through now. And then Armand, you've got a very, very relevant view, probably the most relevant in the last 10 years. And so I thought first we would just start by like trying to define category creation <laughs> so we actually know what we're talking about. So, Steve, do you, do you, you know, how, like, how, how do you think about like what category creation is as far as like, you know... A yeah, term so or I, definition or an exercise. Uh, well,
2: I, I think actually that's the first. The first question you have to ask is: Is it a new category? <laughs> Just because you want it to be a new category, may not be a new category. Well, what is
1: it? Maybe maybe we start like, what is a well, category? Well, I think
2: it's. I think well, I think it's very simple. Uh, to honest with you, yeah, can you get a Gartner Magic Quadrant? <laughs> oh, you're we're, depressing we're, me. <laughs> no, but that's it. Like that. That's, so can a category you know, exist without category. Gartner?
1: Oh no! Like Gartner? <laughs> like my no. like my life's work is defined no. by Gartner?
2: No, no. Uh, look, okay. Gartner. We all know is a laggard. Hopefully, nobody's on from Gartner. But they're <laughs> they're a laggard, and they know that. Look, but but you know that. Look, look, look. A lot of buyers like. And you're not a category if only the innovators are using you not a category yeah, true. right yeah. you have to be, yeah. if you really yeah. want to be a category you need a gathering magic quadrant you need to be in the upper right and that takes yeah. a couple years that that to me is okay a mark that okay that's you,
1: that's okay, the you really are that's the that's the indication that yes, you're a category, true. but like, but yes. what what is a category? Like Armand, like what do you, what do you think a category is? I know this sounds very mm-hmm. basic, but like I've just heard like s- like so much disagreement on this topic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll give you my view, and it's so I, you know, I, I take the Gartner point, but I think that is the trailing indicator. right? Like it's uh, it's clearly <laughs> it's clearly <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's, it's like the like, un- that's like the uncool kids <laughs> wearing the cool yeah. clothes, man. Like that's now <laughs> the time to throw out the sneakers. <laughs> but I think the, uh, to me, I
0: think like. To me, it's actually, you know, if I have to kind of boil it down, it's about, you know, it's about having a consistent philosophy, right? And what I mean by that is I think there's a, and we always have this debate with customers, I think that's even how you frame it with them is like, you can look at the same problem and you can try and solve it through the lens of, you know, a few different philosophies. And I think then within each of those philosophies is a category, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, you might take a really simple example of, you know, know, I'll I'll take SDN, for example, is I think a good one right yeah. to me it's like great you can say i have a problem which is network segmentation right okay that's a, yeah. you know, a well-defined problem there might be a few philosophies of management one might be great you segment it with a firewall a different as you segment it with you know vlan a third one's you segment it with sdn right and so to me each of those philosophical yeah. approaches to the problem defines the category right and then you might have a lot of products right. within the category that are philosophically consistent but I think it's the philosophical yeah, approach right. that defines. Well, well,
2: well you know, I'm, I don't know if you remember this, Martine, but what you know, Nisir and I did. I thing. remember very little well, anymore.
0: Okay,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just To be clear, I, it was all. It was all you, you know, it was I try to. I try yeah. to forget. <laughs> no, but like, I did
2: the first when I. So, so it's back, you know, it's 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 exactly what you guys are saying. Armand. same thing. The first thing is you got to define it. So the most important thing is the right. positioning and the messaging, and you have to define. <sighs> You know, the seven requirements of what this new category does that like that's like you and you as you know, Martin, words matter. You define this, 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 what, who it is, what what do you do? Why does it matter? All that kind of stuff. And you have to define this category and make it such that other people can get into this category. So your goal is to define the cat, not to be so exclusive that you're the only one that can do it. Because you want to bring in a few losers, you always want to do that so you look better. You want to bring in the loser competitors, and you don't want to make it so restrictive that no one can get into this category. Because a category has to have five, six, seven, eight, ten people in it. Yeah. That's that's yeah, yeah. The, also no. the trick. You got to define what is yeah, It, yeah. That it means can't be a category. Be in this category. Of one. Yeah. No. Right. You don't so, trademark so, so, it you don't do any of that nonsense right
1: right so right so let, let me step back a little bit for kind of like maybe more concrete indicators of a category at least how i see it which is um i mean so i agree a category has to be a thing that people think about it and write about and talk about it, and it's a class of things right like you know it's a next generation firewall is a category and there are multiple vendors that provide products in that it i i also think that one of the better indicators of a category is acknowledgement from the buyer, right? So mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's indicated by whatever, like the, a job title, like I am the next generation firewall person, or a budget mm-hmm. that's specific to it, or you know, even like training classes and certifications, etc. I mean, it it, it kind of yep. it, it's like it's like an, a real you know, holding pattern for you to to, or a real holding spot in the industry and in the market for you to create technology and kind of slot it into. Is that fair? Yep, that's fair.
0: So I think I mean, one thing I will point out is I think some of that stuff can also be trailing. Right. And what I mean by that is like, you know, today, yeah, someone's going to make their title Terraform engineer, you know, or infrastructure as code. But, you know, I don't think it starts out that way. Right. I think it's the early days of market making, market creation, like
2: I don't yeah. think you're at that right. point no. where people are like, right, i mean, a Like what you guys are doing at Hashi is fantastic, but guess Fair what? Enough. It's all trailing, right? Right. Like, <laughs> like when you start doing <laughs> what you're doing, Everybody thinks you're a moron. Oh, that's,
1: right. <laughs> that's go. so true. I mean, Martine, how many
2: times were we called outright dumb at Nasira? Uh, we were
1: yelled. We were yelled out of Cisco. I actually, <laughs> yelled out of Cisco. <laughs>
2: and you know what? I'm a mere mortal, so like I didn't mind being called dumb. But Martine's one of the smartest guys in the world, and for you to be called dumb had to have been hard to handle.
0: Maybe it's a you know is the phrase bravery is it arrogance you know I don't know what it yeah. is but there is a certain D- or delusion delusion yeah you know, <laughs> of grandeur, right? like, but yes. I think that's probably a consistent experience cause I think you know I, I look back to the early meetings we took in 2012 2013 and it was the same experience you'd get laughed out of the room right where people are like what like what are you guys smoking I actually you know, think- thinking we should do immutable or infrastructure as code or like yeah. what are you guys even talking about. <laughs>
2: I actually right. think that's part of creating a category. If everybody doesn't think you're an absolute
1: moron, you're not doing the <laughs> you no. it's, 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 it's not. It's new not new, anyways, category. right? It's if just like yeah, yeah, yeah. With you,
2: It's not a category,
1: right? So here, here's something that I've puzzled out about over the years, which is there's one argument, which is. Um, you know, like you don't really create categories, they kind of evolve based on the organic behavior of the industry, like, you know, like the, the industry itself adopts things and it needs new things. So, for example, you know, way back when we didn't really think about like a CRM for developer relations as a thing, but then over time enough companies need it because it's enough of a problem, then it becomes a category. So that would be kind of organic behavior. And then, you know, you know, opportunists like us, we show up and we're like, oh, we've created this thing when it was really this emergent behavior. The other one is like, you know, us as founders or executives or whatever can actually create categories. Like it didn't exist before and then through our efforts it existed. Um, like, you know, and, and maybe Armand, like, I mean, how do, you, how do you think, like, how much do you think we can actually create categories out of whole cloth? Versus
0: just have to draft on the natural behavior in the industry. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you know, I, my view is I think it you know, it's kind of goes to the everything is a remix at the end of the day, right? I think everything is <laughs> sort true. of uh, you know, it's just evolution <laughs> and co-evolution, right? Totally. So yeah, you yeah. know, I don't think any of us is sort of ideating this stuff in a vacuum, right? We're sort of <laughs> looking at, hey, what's What's emerging on the, tr- on the edges, I think where we're creating something new is actually it's the marketing exercise, right? I think the product side is almost always incremental or derivative yeah. or remix, however you want to call it. I think it's on the marketing side of saying, hey, can we now make a clean break? Can we reframe things philosophically for the buyer so that you know we're forcing the buyer into the sort of philosophical choice yeah. of, hey, it's us versus them on a philosophy basis? Uh, And great if you pick our philosophy, then we're the clear winner because to your point, Steve, we sort of surrounded ourselves with the losers, so why would you pick them? Um, So that's I think you know the example I use right, and make I'll make this concrete is Terraform, right? So let me talk about Terraform for a second, which is you know if you said, hey, infrastructure is coded, you know, was that born in a vacuum? No, I mean there's a rich history of Chef, Puppet, CF Engine, configuration management that preceded us, right? That really looked at. Kind of the ideas of infrastructure as code they didn't call it that really uh and applying it to how do you do configuration management at a system level and i think we looked at it and said hey that idea is really good but you know today if you look at how people are doing their cloud account everyone's logging into amazon and pointing and clicking in a dashboard that doesn't make any sense you know can we remix it and take the same idea the same philosophy of declarative language you know uh and sort of high level dsls and apply it to a higher level scope so in that sense we're kind of remixing config management with sort of a broader scope of application, you know, what, what we purposely didn't want to do is call it config management, right? Like, I think that would have been the dumb move if we said Terraform is config right. management for cloud, you'd be like, okay, well, that's, you know, that's kind of dumpy <laughs> uh, versus, you know, let's go create a category. Yeah. Let's elevate it to, you know, infrastructure's code for provisioning. And yeah, look, you know, the, to your point, the sort of, you know, how do we make ourselves better by comparison? We can lump in the Chef and Puppets. Not that they're bad technologies. It's just they're not suited for cloud provisioning. So if you were yeah. to do a benchmark of yeah. us versus Chef, you'd say, okay, well, yeah, Terraform's clearly better at the cloud provisioning side. Um, you mm-hmm. know, But I think part of that was our framing, right? Like it's obviously not their strength. We sort yeah. of set it up
2: as a straw man. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of Martin, I kind of agree with them more. Like, like uh, okay, maybe, maybe things will happen that way. But I don't. I don't buy into that. I, I believe that you've got to go make it happen, and you know some of it is just like if you want to be viewed as a leader, be the leader, and like you got to go and get in there and do it. Yeah. You know, like I remember at, at Alto Networks, that this and one of my other uh, um, truisms is don't let anyone in sales detract from the process because they will f it up. Right? <laughs> no. Because guess what, the sales guys. So we're true story. We're we're. Ah, we're, at, we're at I totally get it. Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. We're Palo Alto Networks, and guess what the sales team wanted to do? They didn't want to call it a firewall, because it yeah. oh, it's going to annoy people. They're going to oh, and I go. I used I used to call it the F word. You have to say the F word, right? It's a firewall, and 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 I said, look, say it loud, say it proud. We are a next gen firewall. If you get annoyed by that, F you, right? The yeah. sales guys, you know what they wanted to call uh Powhat? They wanted to call it a next generation security appliance. That's terrible. Cause they, cause they, <laughs> exactly. That didn't offend anyone. It's just a next generation. I go, oh my God. Just like you just like you said, Armand. Oh, that's terrible. That's exactly what yeah. I told the sales guys. Okay, there's a reason you're in sales and I'm in marketing. Okay. Shut up. Right. This is what we're gonna do it. And that's and and the problem is you have to (laughs) power through that because the the universe does not want you to create a
1: category. Hey, listen, I I do want to I would do want to go back to okay, so so the question we were talking about before was um, you know, like can you create a category through efforts? And you know, I I believe you can. I think all of us believe that you can, right? There's things a company can do. Let's say that you're kind of um, facing a category creation situation. So maybe we can talk about like tips and tricks and learnings on creating a category. So let's assume the people in the audience Want to create a category? Like, what are things that you should be thinking about or doing? And Steve, since you've been doing this a long, it would be great to hear from you.
2: So, I guess the first thing is, I would say it has to be a new category. So, just because you want it to be a new category and it isn't, you can't do it. Like, there has to be substance there. So, assuming there's substance and it really is actually something that customers believe is a new category, um, then then you can. Um, I, I would say, I would say, uh, defining, framing it. You've got to define it. What are the seven requirements in order to be called this category? Um, that, that to me is the, is the fundamental thing. And then I think a lot of it is just now you got to make it happen. It's repetition. You need the entire world having that mantra your board, your investors, employees, customers, partners, competitors, analysts, press, everybody has to align. And you just have to keep saying over and over and over again. Because when you first start talking about the new category, it feels awkward, right? Everybody, yeah. you're going to have nine out of 10 naysayers. Oh, I don't understand what you're talking about. That's not a category. You're dumb. I mean, that's the whole thing. But you've got to believe in the process right. and know that it's going to take a while before everyone then becomes and says, okay, that's normal, right? Like, and and a lot of it is just the intensity and the drive to actually go make it happen. Yeah. And, the, and, and the terms that you use, like, look, I, I get a lot of people come back like at NextGen Firewall, like, that people go and say, number one, like a competitor. You pissed me off that you created a category on that. And number two, next gen firewall. Like, what did that take you, like, three seconds? (laughs) You know, it's like, well, that's the whole point, right? The whole point is a category has to be in simple terms, right? you know, network virtualization, Martine, right? It wasn't, you can't come up with some trademarked weird thing that sounds like a product. It has to be basic. And then words matter. And just pound and pound and pound and pound and never – so you want to get that angular momentum of the whole universe helping you create that category. And then ultimately what you really want is you want the competitors saying the same thing. Yes, I yeah, do totally. that. Totally, of course. Once you yeah, want 100%. that, then, then it's over.
0: And I think to your point of getting you know the universe to broadcast your message, I think you have to make – and I think you said this earlier, Steve, is like – you have to create the definition that's both expansive enough that other people can be yeah. in the category. But I think yes. even folks that are adjacent to it, you mm-hmm. want them to be able to slipstream it, right? Okay. So yep. I think exactly. you want them to be able to talk about, okay, great, even if we're not in that market, you know, I first, again, let me, I'll make this concrete when we talk about, like, let's say Vault in the secret management category. Because we designed around this open ecosystem of plugins, we can have Mongo talk about, hey, we made a Vault plugin. Here's how you do secret management with Mongo. Snowflake right. made a plugin. Here's how you do secret management with you know Snowflake. And so we can have our kind of ISV partners also echoing our message, our kind of category mm-hmm. messaging that we want. And I think mm-hmm. another you know a thing I learned from Dave, and I think he repeats this uh, often, is sort of you know define the picture, define the market, right? And it's sort of like what's that category architecture diagram? Uh, that allows their, those partners and, or competitors to place themselves in that picture, and get yeah. get them to sort of share that visual, share that image, right, and yeah. get that seared into everyone's mind. Yeah, it's called the money slide. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and this is something that um, that I've noticed, which is the in my experience, the best category creation. Um, CEOs come from a product marketing background, and I think it's for exactly the reason that we're talking about, that category creation is a lot about like message definition and amplification and all these different channels of getting it. I think Dave is actually a phenomenal example of this. Actually, Mark Templeton at Citrix was also kind of product marketing background as well. Steve, of course, you have that too. And so, I mean, am am, am, am I making that up? Uh, I mean, is that your, you know, I mean, Steve, I mean, I I guess you would know best because you did it.
2: I I, I think so. Yeah because product just product people tend to be not all the time but in general tend to be too in the weeds sales people be tend to be too decoupled from reality right um and that kind of product marketing or product management type person kind of has that 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 good bent between kind of sales and 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 marketing but also they're, 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 they're 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 locked into the foundation of the reality of the product, so it's a it's a it's like the the Goldilocks zone, if you would, for being able to do this.
1: <laughs> Dave, Dave, welcome! Thank you so much for hopping up. Do you do you mind just giving a quick background to the audience? Um, super exciting that we can get you up here.
3: Uh, sure. Yeah. So I I, I work with Armon and Mitchell. We joined was it five years ago, almost exactly. Um, uh, but I've I I've run marketing for a handful of companies in the, in the infrastructure space over time, and you know a couple of those created categories. Uh, we did the what a the Hadoop market with HortonWorks, yeah. Um, the PaaS market with Cloud Foundry and Pivotal, and then uh, GitHub GitHub. So so i being been in the infrastructure market, and I think I'm you know to everyone's point, own the picture on the category. So <laughs> that's
1: awesome. I mean, I just I just have to ask, man, you've been listening to his chat, like I mean. How how is your view on like like the the ability to create categories versus you know the broad
3: trends that are already happening in the industry yeah i, th- I think we we've, we talked about it a little bit differently we um we have to have a thesis about what's happening in the market and then what we're trying to do to solve it and uh we, we tend to think about it more in terms of owning the conversation versus owning the cat creating a category because i think categories are things right. that you've created in hindsight and owning yeah. the conversation is much more actionable so um maybe that's the simplest definition is it's it's much more about how do you own the conversation about hey the next gen firewall so that you know you, you, you line all your messages around that uh, and then people look up one day and realize yeah actually the category was created but it was in hindsight it, it yeah. looks accidental when it happens yeah. that way but it's actually yeah. deliberate because you you know what it is you're trying to create up front but you don't try to create the category as much as on the conversation around it well, so I'm yeah, gonna take
2: that's it. what we it's like a trailing indicator like we yeah, talking about more yeah totally. it's
1: so trailing this, indicator wait wait this, I'm going to take advantage of this moment like we've got basically two of the best you know product marketers come CEO in the entire industry like and so I would love, like I love that we're talking about category creation at a very high level and like like you know defining the message etc but like both of you can talk so well to like brass tacks of like like what can you actually do like content marketing like events like etc so like like steve like if you think about like stuff that you have the company do or whatever like how do you think through that um i mean specific there's specific stuff a company can do right like
2: very 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 specific and i think it goes back to what dave's talking about owning the conversation so even the aviatrix guess what so i always say if you want to be viewed as a leader be the leader Right. You don't get it handed to you. So you have to have that mentality that I am the leader. Right. And so it's 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 all about focusing on comp, on the customers and what they need and make the competitors focus on you, which, which, which is what we do. So what what do leaders do? Guess what they do? They lead with training. So guess what? Multi-cloud networking. Nobody nobody understood at all. There's a huge skills gap, skills shortage. And on IT as they move to the move to the cloud. Two years ago, first thing I did at Aviatrix, we created the ACE training uh, certification, Aviatrix Certified yeah, Engineer. Yeah. Modeled it after yeah. what? The last great certification program in networking industry, which is what, Martin? CCIE, right? Right. Guess what? Pe- that's what leaders do, right? You put the effort into it, we get nothing for it. Why? Because somebody has to do it, and leader. That's what leaders do. They do yeah. the shit that has to be done, and it doesn't immediately benefit them. But guess what happens? It does benefit you because everybody looks at you now as the leader.
0: Awesome. Well, I, I love that. I love that sort of honesty of like you have to just do the hard work. And I think you know it's it's a, it's amazing how many times you talk to founders and and folks are like, hey, what's the shortcut? What's the one weird trick? And you're like okay well the one weird trick is like you know, <laughs> for the next 10 years like every single week fly to a conference and speak and reinforce the exact same message okay and just hey, do it over and over Arbon, and you over wanna, you,
2: wanna hear really, you guys want to hear a really funny story so, <laughs> yes <dude. laughs> okay. so 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 uh uh when i was in palo alto networks we were, you know, there's zero to one, and then there's one to end. When you haven't crossed the chasm, right, you're trying to build a category, you're having the conversation, you're trying to do that, you've got a couple hundred customers. You know, it's tough, but you have to do the work. You have to you have to respect the process and know that it's gonna take a while. Well, I remember uh, at Palo Alto, I won't say who, but said, well, why don't we just say we've crossed the chasm? <laughs> we get like the, the, presumptive, solved, right? the presumptive, the yeah, presumptive close. <laughs> you have to. What gets you there is what gets you. You don't get to just say, "We're a leader," or what. You have to go through the steps. So I always remember that, and that's that's to your point of people uh-huh. wanting a short circuit. Let's just short circuit and just say we're there. Yeah. It doesn't work that way.
0: If Dave. only life could be willed.
1: <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave. So. So listen, you, you have these large marketing teams, and like pre category creation, like you have to give them some direction, and I think work hard, and like you know these aphorisms <laughs> are great, but like not super helpful. Like, like how tactically do you guide your marketing organizations to do category creation, or can yeah. you? Or, no, you know,
3: I, I, I yeah, I, we we type maybe just to pull it up a level. I I think we um uh, we go got it. What is the story I'm trying to tell, right? Basically, yeah. what like what what is the category? What is it? What is the, what is the story we're trying to tell? And then who are the personas I want to tell that story to? Like that's how we think about it. And then it becomes very actionable. It's to say, what's the journey I want people to progress through to walk down the pre-dredged river that I've dredged without them realizing it, um, in the way that is most appropriate to them. That decomposes into well, there are practitioners, and then there right. are decision makers. And you actually just have to commit to educating those audiences. Every single day on your point of view, uh, and as Armand says, yeah, for ten years. So, like, I take take. I think the Hadoop one was a, was was a really good example. Um, so, we re, rewind. It was like two thousand eleven or whatever when we when we got that thing going. Two thousand yeah, like 2011, 2012. and then you know, super like a long time ago. But the basic idea was, hey, wait a second the new volumes of of data are gonna overflow the Teradata plus uh, EMC SAN mechanism. So like this new thing called Hadoop will exist. You have to have have people understand like, hey, I'm gonna be the category owner for Hadoop. So we did that in a couple of ways. Number one, it's declaratively branding. We do Hadoop as our brand, right? And there's a reason given where the market was at its time that was the right thing to do. And then we say, great, like, how do we educate the user of DBAs of the world to understand that Hadoop actually is just a database Uh, And then how do we educate the tech decision makers around the thing that they need to understand so that they understand that this Hadoop thing is an important thing for them. And one of the most, and, and, and you do that by running, we ran our uh, marketing organization like an editorial calendar, like a magazine. Uh, we'd like, what are we going to publish on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, for these two distinct audiences. And you start to just sort of run a, a content uh, education campaign tailored to those two audiences. And the piece of content that was most useful, ironically, Mark Holmes would laugh. We, you know, like it was like a, like a cheat sheet for, you know, um, SQL co- common, common SQL queries versus commented queries, like just a table turns out like yeah, that yeah, singular yeah. piece of thing, that singular piece of content made a bigger difference in people's understanding of the category than probably anything we did because it was targeted specifically for that persona. So map out the personas and then just run tactics for them. And yeah. And, uh, like anything, there's no overnight success.
1: You know, uh, man, for those in the audience, man, I hope some are taking notes. It's so hard to get like such a distillation of what you actually think about and do. Um, That was fantastic. You know, I've actually thought about, oh, I'm going to write a, Blog posts and category creation, or I'm gonna do a book, or like, and I've thought this variously through the years, and I've looked at like, you know, and then I, you know, whatever, I read the class, you know, like there's a bunch of standard books out there and like a few posts and whatever, and like, like none of them actually tell you what to do, <laughs> you know. So I'm, I'm wondering, do you think something like that will ever exist, or is it just too bespoke? It just, you know, it's either gonna sound like a bunch of like trite things, like do analyst relations, you know, create a certification program, um, or do you think that there is kind of a, like some repeatable way to, to, to make a category anybody anybody i mean i,
3: I think it's repeatable I, I think i think i think we've seen a few of those created over the last little bit that, that have I, had our invisible hands behind
1: uh, <laughs> so, well, yeah, so, so to repeat it by hiring dave
2: <laughs> like, or, or hiring steve
1: <laughs> no i i <laughs> think the problem
2: martine is it's 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 like trying to uh, find people that, you know, there's zero to one people and there's one to end people. And by definition, you know, like when we were at VMware, other than Ragu, who's now the CEO, congratulations, Ragu. Dude, congratulations,
1: Ragu. Fantastic move, yeah. guess
2: what? Other than Ragu, when we were at VMware, Martin, guess what? No
1: one <laughs> I'm, f- I'm plugging my ears. VMware,
2: <laughs> how VMware became VMware. They have no idea because they joined after Diane Green was gone. And so by definition, there's such a small number of people that are zero to one people, because by definition, 18 years of your life of the company is one to n, and two of it was zero to one. And so there's only like 100 people at the company. And of those 100 people, there's only three that actually know how they became that company. So right. there's such a small number of people who have actually defined categories because totally. it's very rare, it's very rare. So yeah. it's repeatable, so, but I think it's just it's just not that common.
1: Yeah, so you know, Armand and I actually come from a bit of a different perspective than the two of you. So the two of you from kind of marketing and then executive leadership have created categories and the both Armand and I have done it more from like the technical standpoint, like technical research, open source, whatever. And so Armand, I just wanted to think if you could also
0: drill a little bit into, yeah, I'll give you the perspective Mia Mitchell had on this. Right? I mean, I think yep. with all of the open source tools we built, we had a we had a pretty clear sort of, you know, what was clear to us is like, hey, it's not enough for us to just make a five percent better mouse trap, right? Like, yeah. you know, if we're gonna get people to really say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna change what we're doing and rip this out of production or rip out our workflow and retrain our, retrain people, it has to be sort of ten times better. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, you know, for us, it was this really clear from a product strategy of point of like, you have to identify places where something about the environment has either caused it to change. For example, hey, you're now adopting cloud and it's, you know, highly dynamic, ephemeral infrastructure rather than static, long-lived infrastructure, yeah. where the old tooling had been kind of kept being used, kept being used, but the environment around that tool had changed such that now there's this sort of disconnect. It's like, oh, you're using a tool designed for long-lived static VMs that lives six months at a time, but you're in an environment where you pay by the minute, right? Like there's this disconnect, right? And so now there's an opportunity to create a tool that will solve the problem in that new context, 10X better. It's not going to solve it in the old context, 10X better, but in the new context, it will. And I think that then gives us sort of a a wedge to go in and re-educate developers. And I think this is that, you know, to Dave's point, it's like there's these different audiences. I think the way you create a category for a practitioner is different than the way you create a category for a, you know a TDM a BDM audience, right? And I think yeah. you know our view was, you know, markets have changed. It has to be open source. It has to be very devrel heavy, yeah. uh, and that's what the first few years of all these categories was.
1: Yeah, if I, I mean if, I, if if I can just opine just 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 very quickly on this, which is I do feel like there are. Efforts that make sense for kind of the marketing organization to do like certifications, uh, analyst relations like there's there's a lot of those like, you know, events, you know, PR branding, Um, but I do think that this is one of the few areas. In my opinion, where the CTO really matters—at uh, least an outbound CTO—meaning, um, I do think that for some categories, there is a very heavy technical component that requires understanding not only how to talk about something, but like actually, like you know, what open source do you build? What service do you offer? There's a very big product component, like how you know, like you know, how do you talk about it? Like you know, um, how do you service it? How do you build it? Things like that. Um, and so, in, in my experience. And again, Armand, I'd I'd love to hear your experience. Um, This is often an interaction between basically the CTO, who's involved in the creation of the technology, very close to it, and then the CEO, who, in my experience, it's best if they come from kind of a more traditional marketing background.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right, and I'm I'm sort of laughing here because I'm thinking about like even last night, I was sort of uh, I was I was kind of berating our our CMO on some of the the sort of messaging points on some of our websites because I'm like you know i feel so passionately about like the words matter and the framing right. of this stuff matters yeah, so yeah. i think you're right like you, especially in these hyper technical domains i think you have to stay close to it and that, you know one of the phrases i like to repeat is the narrative is the strategy
1: totally 100% right? so i like love I that
0: the narrative but- being the strategy like what does that mean it's like it means a the words really matter the framing really matters, but then how do I translate that into a consistent product roadmap that's aligned against that? How do I translate that into yeah. sales play that's aligned against that, right? And we yeah. have to, you know, to Steve's point, you have to tell the sellers exactly what to say, right? So, so, <laughs> Martine, so I think that narrative is so critical. Yeah. So Safe, yeah, yeah. that's what I said. At the, no, what I said at the beginning is guess what?
2: Marketing cannot create categories, right? It, it, now, here's my <laughs> value. My value, though, is you've got if you're making like a Long Island iced tea with five different, le, you know, drinks, you got to stir it up because otherwise you just get like a big taste of alcohol, you know, It's you got to mix it up. Right. And so when I went to Palo Alto Networks, guess what I did? Yeah. First thing I did, I didn't create the next gen firewall near Zook did.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, okay, hey, I, hey.
2: I was just the guy that came in and stirred it up and got the right words. Right. As we're all yeah. saying, words matter. Mm-hmm. Got the right, the right narrative, right? And just and and then and then I, my magic was to be able to go do that. But I had to have something to work with. Same at Nasir, right? I, I, and you're right. Working with you as the CTO and founder, working with Nir Zook as the CTO, really? ignoring everybody else, and then getting in their heads, and then saying, okay, now I've got this. And then, and then doing you know this positioning and messaging, doing 70, literally 72 versions of the messaging guy. Most humans yeah, bow out I know. after three I know. versions I know. because I remember. they don't have the mental toughness.
1: I remember that death march. Version. That was like six yeah. months, six months of like sacrifice and triage, man. But that was brutal. That's what it takes. <laughs> yeah, I, then, agree. Then you, I agree. And then you
2: nail it. And then now that becomes true north, right. the primordial soup upon which everything that the company goes yeah. through. So then yeah. all the people in the organization can pull that and they use the right words. You then know what's you funny? It would be
0: awesome for for Dave to share a little bit of his process of distilling the Hashtag story. I mean, I yes, you know, I think what you just shared there in terms of like you kind of need some of the raw material. I think I think what we gave Dave was some of the raw material when he came in, but. You know, Just to put it in context, our, our slogan, right, how we described the company when he joined was something like powering the modern data center. And we would talk to analysts and they'd be like, oh, so you guys make like power conditioning equipment, right? And we're like, oh, Jesus. OK, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. and so I think Dave did an awesome job distilling that. I think it'd be awesome for him to just share, yes. uh, you know, his process.
3: Yeah, I, I say, I'll i preface it by saying one of the reasons this is hard is because, um, like, <laughs> the technical acuity required to do this is high right like in terms yeah. of you know like the reason that we have like like take the person it, it, and just and just see his point around like um there's a small number of people that do this and it turns out like the zero to one is a totally different game finding the people at zero to one that also have the technical ac- acuity yeah. and the marketing uh nod is it, it, it's, it's hard so like like mark who runs marketing for us for example like he's a former developer advocate, like he's run, you know, multi-hundred person engineering teams before he got into marketing. So like his ability to talk at this altitude to the right, to, 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 the, to the problem domain authentically in a way that builds trust is unique. And, and, and that's actually what you need for the category creation. You need your, your communications to be authentically true right, both to the tech decision maker as well as to the practitioner. Because if you don't get those things lined up, then, then it's just easy to see through it. And people sort of go, yeah, this is just marketing as opposed to like, you know what? Philosophically, you're right. Um, like infrastructure is such a philosophical thing in the end. It's like it, it's about how we think things fit, fit together. But to go to the specific question, yeah, Hashigot is a really hard company to position because of the breadth of what it does. Um, and it's, it's because it's got four different products that it's trying to do. So we actually spent the first, I don't know, I'm like the first four or five months when I joined, just trying to distill this exercise into a positioning framework. Um, and I'll, I'll give away part of the secret is I've actually used the same agency for four companies oh, uh, nice. uh, to do this. And only because they run, they force everybody to run through a process. So I, I would encourage people to think, to use the appropriate folks to, to, to do that. Sometimes we go, okay, what, like, and we basically we talked about this before. I talked about this with, with Ben actually on a previous uh, podcast, which is like, you know, corporate positioning, product positioning, and then audience positioning. Those are the three things you have to do. We we, we were like, yeah. for us, we ultimately still do. Okay, like infrastructure cloud, you know, cloud infrastructure automation is the broad category or multi-cloud infrastructure automation. And then our products do specific things around uh, provisioning, securing, connecting. But it was the central positioning of like, what is the promise that, we're, that we have for the end user around enabling consistency uh uh, across the cloud operating model like that idea of like decomposing into those three categories of story uh corporate product and audience and then getting really really clear on that core story you want to tell which is the middle one which is the audience position Uh, and that's that's the category you're creating ultimately in in the end so it's a very like analytical exercise very repeatable very framework oriented but it requires the input of like high tech acuity Match with like the, the the kind of the art of of positioning, and sometimes uh, mm-hmm. an agency so can help.
1: Dave, well, I thanks. hope I hope you write the book. I'm just I'm I'm honest. There is no good content out there on how you create a category. Uh, I know it's, it's, I, it's I can't weird. find it. Yeah. So it, I think it's up to you. Like a, this is your like this a, is your it, payback.
3: <laughs> it would be like a blog post. that long. <laughs> do, do it. Do it. Long. You need yeah. to give
1: back, man. <laughs>
3: Well,
0: I know, uh, Martin, but... one of the things I've seen you kind of tweet about is like this idea of, of sort of like first time founders being focused on product versus second time founders being focused on the, market, sort of the message yeah. and distribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, and I think that, you know, I think this is such a thing that gets missed. And I, it's like, I'll put myself in that category, which is like, you know, I think prior to Dave you know, Mitchell had our product liners on. Uh, and I think it takes someone to come in and sort of to, to see us mix it up and kind of force that focus. Totally. Uh, force that clarity, and I think you know, yeah, you know, having those kind of resources is huge. But totally. you know, and and and, Martine, you'll remember like we did it in this era and and it is, is, you know,
2: uh, when I, you know, people will always tell you to launch as soon as you can, and what did <laughs> I? <do? laughs> I know what I Steve did. says to that. <laughs> no, I did. I did Palo Alto, same you know what? When I went to Palo Alto, you know what the board did? When I went to Palo Alto, they were getting ready to launch the company, and I dug in, and I and I said why. And and that, okay. you know what the answer was? Isn't that yeah. supposed? To, isn't that what you're supposed to do? That was the answer. Right. At yeah, base yeah, 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 and I was like, yeah, yeah. stop, go slow to go fast. Yeah. You have your messaging down. No, everything yeah. they were doing was led by a marcom guy to your to to, to uh, Dave's point and Omar's yeah. point. <laughs> Guess what? He was decoupled from reality. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was all just buzzwords and words to him, and it was completely decoupled. And you yeah. look and you go, there, there, there there's no authenticity to this. So stop the whole thing. And then I waited three months to go do the launch, and it was way better. At, at, at Nasira, what did we do? We waited. So, For, so four years people, or
1: something? Like, well,
2: it was a year up. or two after I got there. But yeah.
1: what
2: we did was we said, look, when we launched, we're going to launch. We launched with five customers. Now, most people will say, oh, you need one customer, maybe two, maybe three. Guess what mm. we did? We did with five more two And yeah. they were all big companies, biggest now, companies AT&T, in the world. Yeah. NTT, you name it, right? eBay, eBay. Rackspace, Fidelity. I still remember. remember. So, guess what? what? This is the mentality of a category creator. So, guess how many other customers we had at that time, Martin? None. (laughs) So, so when you do the category creation, guess what? If you launch with one customer, everyone says you have one customer. If you launch with two, they say you have two. If you launch with three, they go, ah, maybe you have more. You launch with five, (laughs) There Everybody must be says, fifty. You gotta have fifty customers <laughs> because no idiot would ever launch with all their customers, and they were all good. And we did not launch with any crappy one because you're 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 you're, you're graded by the company you keep. And yeah, that I think percent. that was a huge thing to set to yeah. people. Like it rocked people when we launched yeah. with those five customers,
1: like NTT, ATT, Rackspace, eBay. You know yeah, yeah. fidelity. I, re- I, re- I remember. I remember, I remember the headline. I remember the headline of one of the articles was Nasira uh, comes out of stealth as an adult. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, yeah. there, there there a lot uh, of there's a lot of kabuki it, there. It,
2: that's <laughs> all we had. That's all we had. But guess what? We played our hand very well.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. where Jersey?
2: where people and that's I think important about again back to category creation is people love to be led. Yeah. They love it. Nobody yeah, but, likes to lead. You know, you always talk Go ahead, about it with the machete,
3: you know? So yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. that's part of it. I think that's an example of, maybe just framing it back to my prior point around, you have to understand the personas you're engaging with. So yeah. coming out of the gate hot uh, like that, it's really a message to the tech decision maker community around, hey, look, this is, I'm gonna simplify it for you, this is how it works. Yeah. Uh, there's a secondary exercise that needs to happen for the practitioner to actually have that become true. Um, so I'll contrast that actually, when we launched Cloud Foundry, way back in the in, in the day and I was I was less involved with oh, that yeah. specifically but but when we did it initially, um, you know <laughs> the guy behind that is a longtime platform strategist that is really he's really good. And he uh, like all we were trying to do was to get trending on hacker news on day one. Like oh, that yeah, was our yeah, only yeah. objective. Yeah, because yeah. that that had to appeal to that particular community to introduce the construct of a platform as a service. Right. So that like I, I think you just have to think about your tactics across this, your audiences and think about them discreetly. Like we got this, we got the story in Wired uh, when we launched about how uh, Steve Ballmer threw the chair at uh, Mark Zuckerberg across the table <laughs> because that was a that was a catchy story. I see you totally probably remember that, right? Yeah, and yeah. That was the st- story well and that done. Wired. And, and then simultaneously, you got you got to we got to number two or three on Hacker News for a couple of days. Like you're nice. like okay. That's like, that's how it starts. And that's how you sort of get the, you get shot out of the gate in both categories. Man, it is so hard
1: to, it is so hard to will those things into being though, man. So I I think it's just more to the point that like you, when you do it, you should take the time and be very thoughtful because you kind of have one shot for sure. How do you how do you two actually you three think about category creation organizationally like some just some specific things like um, like do you split up events and PR from product marketing like do you do you make it the responsibility of you know the CTO do you track it with PM like is, it, is there anything you think about this organizationally maybe Dave.
3: No, nah. i mean Omar, you're close to it too in terms of how we organize the uh, the,
0: I mean, I, the piece that comes back to me is like i think that
3: thinking on like the zero
0: to one versus the one to end folks it's like there's probably yeah. less than a dozen folks i think about that are in the tent at hashicorp on all of these things right like there's yeah there's a oh, huge yeah. apparatus around it of amplifying yeah. it and logistics and you know yada yada but you know it's ultimately less than it's a handful of folks that are that are, that are in that zero to one category that really are are critical in terms of like what's the message how are we landing it and then the, you know what's the apparatus around actually the delivery of it so i think you know where it actually lives you know it doesn't matter we've moved around where our events team is and we've reorged some of that stuff over time of like how where dev Realm sits and things like that but you know i think that stuff is kind of tactical i think the true the strategy and the ownership of that is the it's the small tent my well, experience,
1: should... my, very quickly is my my experience actually with Steve was like literally we'd go in a room, we'd figure it out and then we'd push it through the organization and yeah. and St- Steve would physically move people's offices <laughs> to keep them away from like the category. like he would literally move people away from us so that they wouldn't kibitz on it too much. like
3: only couple people. Mark has the best phrase is like marketing is super simple. It's messaging and math. <laughs> like, <laughs> who's it Mark who? It is. is this Templeton? No, Mark Holmes, who runs marketing for us. Oh, okay, and, yeah, yeah. and, and he That's would say, great. like, it's about messaging, which is the category, which are like, what are those three core stories you're going to tell, and then it's math. What's the, what's the most efficient vehicle to get these through? And that, so that is, in fact, how we organize marketing, how most people do. There's like a, a messaging group, oh, like and then that. there's a math group, and the math group. Yeah, is and calm, and there's just mental, Martin, so.
2: as you know, yep. there's just not that many people that can hang with this message. So when I was yeah, at, yeah. I was at Bluecoat, and and I was doing the same thing. I invited the guy from product management. I had w- exactly one meeting with him in the entire time I was there for three years. <laughs> and the reason is I had one meeting with him, and we were brainstorming on category creation. And I stopped the meeting halfway through. I said, get out. Said, what do you mean get out? Get out. I said, you're not allowed to
1: get
2: any of these meetings," Because he couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't hang with it, right? He just yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. have the brain power or the genes or whatever to kind of be creative. Now he knew the details yeah. of the product, but he just couldn't elevate up. Okay, get out, and and he was yeah. never invited to those meetings again. And you just have to know who those one or two people within the company that actually can hang with that conversation.
1: Yeah, I also just find group consensus tends to be both muddled oh, yeah. and and yeah. risk and risk averse, yeah. right? And yeah, like
0: yeah. so, I mean, message by committee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's
3: cool>. yeah. <laughs> So, cool. So, just, well, just, let's, just put, put, put a point on that. Please, it's please, 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 please. So, I, I think in all these companies, like, product marketing is the owner of the message. There's no debate. Um, and, and in, like, in even really mature B2B companies, you'll find, like, the CEO is super involved in that, but the but the, yeah. the, the vessel is owned by product marketing. Okay. Um, and then you just think about it in terms of channels. So, then, like, your DevRel team is taking that out to, like, both a depth and a breadth channel. Uh, for the practitioner, and your marketing team is taking that out to, at a depth and a breadth layer to either through comms or through events, whatever. So I think like that is the taxonomy of how it fits together. It's messaging from product marketing and math across the two different audiences.
1: So can I can I just dig into that? I know we're running out of time, but this is to me this is such a critical point. Like I can't tell you how many of early companies kind of confuse marketing with basically PR events and comms, and they don't really understand product marketing. And so for private, for a private company, Dave, do you? Do you have comms, PR events, report into this product marketing? Do you have them totally separate? You know, like I mean, I, eventually you'll have one CMO that they all go under. But like, is that something that you do early on?
3: No, because I think at the early on product marketing is actually much more aligned to the sales organization. So it's 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 a totally. stovepipe, I, and then I totally agree then then sort of marketing more generally is a stovepipe. I think like I, the way I would describe it is like, this, this story um, is owned by product marketing, but it's told in the le- different languages to different constituents. So like, yeah. like, I, I use the Hadoop one like, so enabling a modern data architecture with Hadoop is the message to the tech decision maker, the product marketing curated, but to the practitioner, that's meaningless. To yeah. them, it's about look, you know, Hadoop is a database, you know, all these all the things, but it is the same message. Yeah. It's just told a different language. So you have to keep them separate to, to make to, to make those things clear that like it's like source and then amplification as Uh-oh. opposed well, and to Dave, maybe I
0: feel like the nuance I would add here is okay. it's like and, I, and I, I'd like your take on this is like product marketing is the they're sort of the the keeper of the messaging, if you will. But I feel like it's tough for them. You know, if we go back to the idea that narrative is strategy, it's you know, it can't be the tail that, that wags the dog no. for like, what's the corporate strategy? So they might keep right. the messaging, but I think it has to yeah. be, to your point, it's in close lockstep with you know you the CEO, me as CTO, right? Like I think there's there's a refinement of strategy, and then there's a distillation, sort of a keeper of the messaging that happens in PNN.
3: Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. They're the keeper of the message. It's not fair to put the pressure on them to own it, to to, to originate it, because like as I said, I, I think if you recall, uh, Armando a, a couple of years ago, like when we were really sort of twisting into this cloud operating model thing. Uh, as the as the core message i remember thinking to myself like so much is a derivative of that i.e like all the sales plays you run f- fall underneath that right like like if so if you get that wrong you're screwed and now was right. like i'm not going to let a marketing person get that wrong because if someone's going to get it wrong i want it to be me because it's not yeah. fair to ask them to. So I think that's maybe how it works. It's like, yes, I, I'm I'm going to make sure that's the message I want. They will be the vessel and holder of it. But ultimately, like, it's not fair. To, it's so important that I don't want them to be responsible for getting it wrong. I'd rather it be me.
0: And I think awesome. the lesson is, though, like, if you have a disconnect there, then then the marketing just becomes random jargon that's disconnected from the strategy. A hundred percent. Totally. You yeah, things yeah. you're putting on your website or putting out your, you know, in your press release. But it's disconnected from the strategy.
1: I mean, in almost all instances that I'm aware of, the CEO is very is it piped into the nervous system of that decision process. Just because, like at some level, it's that you know, it's it's that level of a decision.
2: Well, Listen, think, we're, yeah, you know, no, we're, I would just, I challenge.
3: Would, I, 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 I got to off. Gonna... Thanks for letting me uh, cross. Dude, that was awesome, man! So
1: thank Thanks you. for coming by. Right. Absolutely, Cheers. yeah. Yeah, let's, okay, let's wrap was... up in just a couple of okay. minutes. So, Steve, go ahead I'd and then thing, we'll, we'll hop one off. One thing,
2: Martine, is yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you, when you do that right, when you do that messaging right, yeah. it, lasts for, it lasts for a decade. So, you know, 100%. At Palo Alto Networks, I mean, you know, I put, I put a beautiful bow on it for that company. When I left, they didn't have to change one thing for 10 years. Now, did they have to work hard? Absolutely. It was a lot of hard work. But the positioning, yeah. the messaging was done. They didn't change it for 10 Years, yep. all it was yep. was just crank, chunka 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 chunk, crank yeah. it out, and that's the way it should be. If pivot is a horrible word that says you didn't do it right to begin yep. with, yep. and you yep. can't. That's that's good. Companies don't pivot, pivot, pivot. They figure it it's out, just, they do it right, and then they let the, all the rest of the organization. As you guys were saying, there's 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 messaging and math. It just then becomes roll it out. If you do it right. That's why it's this, so critical to do it right from the beginning.
1: This is the best capstone comment we could have, man. If you get it right, you don't have to judge it for 10 years. Listen, yeah, thanks yeah. both of you so much for coming. This was fantastic. Thanks for everyone joining. We'll uh, post this up. Um, and then for Aaron who hopped off, just know that uh, this will likely be going public. So you've given your consent. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Thanks, thanks so much, Martin. All right. See ya.